This is Emma and Kate with the Life with Soul podcast. <laughs> oh, the trumpets come out early. The trumpet they? is back. Wow. So, just a little bit of transparency. I am trapped in my house with an eight-week-old puppy. There may be barks, yelps, need for kitchen roll, but we'll just crack on. Kate does not know the topic today. So you love doing this. You're such a bugger for this, aren't you? I'm a bugger. Uh, I'm going to come in hot with a recommendation. Uh, no, that's silly. With a request from somebody in your very own Life and Soul Academy. And Woo! it's one of your tribesters who wants to know more about... I don't know. Stigmata. <laughs> I'm really only kidding. Oh, <laughs> even even better. Oh, I'm that. totally shocked. I don't know what to say about that. Even better than that, channeling. This is true. Channeling. Channeling. Now I know you've done channeling, and there are some famous channelers. We could see Abraham Hicks. Esther is a famous channeler. Yeah, yeah. Neil Donald Walsh uh-huh. is a famous channeler because he wrote the book. Conversations with God. Now, I don't know about the you. OG. I was the G-O-D. <laughs> the G-O-D. The G-O-D. I was a little bit disappointed when I read that. Because? Refer to the podcast called Disappointed, <laughs> if you want to know exactly how I'm I felt. I'm not going to lie. I expected more from God. I was all right. Really? With- I thought you were going to say <laughs> Neil Donald Welsh. I mean, no. he's only human. Well, this is it. As a mortal human, I thought he did a really cracking job with the book, but... I was just left feeling a little bit underwhelmed. I think I was after no a little way. bit more. Well, the of thing the is, the thing is, you see, this is his conversation with God. Why don't you have your own and see what happens? Okay, I do. <laughs> I do. Emma is what we very affectionately and lovingly call a God botherer. I bother God, <clears throat> and it's totally and it- okay to have different spiritual beliefs and beliefs about anything. And if you haven't listened to the podcast before now. And if you don't know what we are about, we are very much like totally take what you need. If angels are your thing, if the OG, G-O-D is your thing, (laughs) if chakras and spirituality is your thing. Hey, look, it's a pick and mix. Life's a metaphysical pick and mix. Take what you need. Buffet. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe maybe if humour and a little bit of light to moderate spattering of piss taking <laughs> isn't your thing then ch- then bye get, get back to the archers so listen <laughs> the thing is Kate right stop shitting about channel right I know you <clears throat> say you channel <laughs> I'm just Emma kidding. doesn't believe that it, it's a real thing that's so where this, this is going this is interesting Kate oh. I know you say you channel your well own. hang on a minute are you dissing Neil and Esther are you saying that they're making it up Ooh, big sigh. Pregnant pause. I'm thinking a little bit. No, I'm just just messing. No, I think you believe, like, for example, when I check in with the G-O-D. O-G-G-O-D. Of a a morning, and I might ask for some guidance about my day. I think whatever images and thoughts and my intuition, Mm -hmm. I believe, is sent from God to me, which you could use the gap as being called channeling. I guess. So, another word for God is source, energy, or universe, or whatever. This ha- this concept of, like, a higher consciousness. So, you're suggesting that when you tune into that, yeah. <clears throat> you get information. You might call that intuition. Yes. But you're saying that equally that could be a message from... 
which would come through the means of a channel. Can I just check in a quick point? Because it's going to have to come out at some point. Have you brought egg? <laughs> yeah, there's an egg salad sandwich right. on the. Um, okay. There's a distinct smell of egg, <laughs> and I just wanted That's to. That's because Mum made me a sandwich to bring because she said you'd have nothing in. Okay, I've got about three dozen eggs. I could have. Oh well, there's an oh abundance well. of. Well, she made me a sandwich because she said Emma will not have anything. Right, in. okay. Take this sandwich. Is that Kate the vegan? She knows I like me bait. Isn't that, that was a mistake? Isn't that there was a hilarious mistake? story about you accidentally coming out as a vegan? <clears> well, what happened was. Somebody else, an admin. Somebody else, and Facebook admin. admin, who we love very much and who's lovely, was accidentally logged in on my business profile, and <laughs> and is um was doing the vegan thing and said that they were vegan and thought they were saying that they were vegan, but actually it looked like it was me that was saying it, and everyone got really happy and excited. I'm not vegan. So basically, Kate hasn't been able to photograph food for about a year. <laughs> oh, but it's all right. It's so, all right. So, yeah. So, anyway, back to the Channel. old um, OG. So, I class my intuition, if you like, loosely with words, as being channeled from source. So, I believe if Esther Hicks is, or, or Neil Donald Walsh, then, and they are sharing their intuition in words or text that we can read, then mm. I would say that could be channeled from source, yes. Because if you're not familiar with Esther's story or Neil's story, what happened to Esther Hicks, Esther and Jerry were, they started to meditate, didn't they? They thought, well, we'll have a go at this and we'll see what it's like. And I think it was Esther, of course, you'd have to research this yourself, started to draw some, like, funny shapes in the air with her nose, I believe, oh, and I- it was letters... This is her, their story. It was letters and it was messages and that's how it happened. Emma thinks that's hilarious. <laughs> Emma makes, makes, makes a motions in the air with her nose. So that's what they say happened to them because they were in a deep connected state. When, when it happened to Neil Donald Walsh, there's also conversations with God movie as well. Um, he he was he'd hit a really really shitty time in his life, hadn't he? Everything had gone wrong. He was at rock bottom, and he'd been he, in an accident. Yeah, he had that moment where he kind of said to the universe, "If there is a god, why is this happening to me?" Or make yourself known, or something like that. Told him. So that's their experience uh, of that. So and would you say from that then that the deep meditative state is not an essential component because Neil was more in your rage state I would say yeah and you're not you don't meditate in the morning to get what you get you just kind of tune in and how do you do it you just get quiet and peaceful and connect you would call it prayer I suppose our class talking to an angel source or god as prayer Mm -hmm. like a conversation a class being still even just for a moment, as a, as a meditation, mm-hmm. a, a stillness and waiting to receive something to me is a meditation. For me, the the getting into a really quiet state cuts out day-to-day distraction, so it's easier to hear. I think probably the information is there, and I think that's where meditation's really good, because as we know, it turns down that conscious part of our mind, and it helps us to get into our subconscious mind, and it changes our brain patterns as well. So I think it's easier to get when you're in that state. But I also think it's probably there all of the time because we do get little intuitive nudges all the time, don't we? The phone will ring and you know who it is. Which you could argue was a sort of channeled feeling. Yeah, um, it's it's about connection, isn't it? It's about bringing through information 
this is what I think anyway. It's about bringing through information from a different place. And it's normally a higher place, like a higher vibration place. So Esther channels a consciousness called Abraham. So that's a collective consciousness. It's sort of the wisdom of all of those beings. This is what she believes in. And I believe it. I think she's great. I love Esther Hicks. Um, and Neil went straight to the big guy, didn't he? Straight to the OG. So was it really God that was talking to Neil? Was it his higher self? Was it his intuition? Or are they all one and the same? And does it actually really matter that much? Does anybody give a flying <laughs> fuck? <laughs> exactly. Now, the thing is, listen, <clears throat> what we do give a flyer about is how we know when we are channeling and when, say, for example, I've just made up what I want to hear. So on a morning when I check in and I say to the higher self, God, whatever, what you know, give me some guidance today. What do I need to be focusing on? If he says cake, <laughs> I know it's me. But often, if he I guess, says, if he says, go out and buy a silly car, yeah, or that's get, a, get not, a tattoo not, or something like that, that's not true, people. There's rumour that I'm going through a bit of a midlife crisis, but that may be another podcast. Um, but if oftentimes what I find is, and this is where I know it's more likely to be from source, is that it's something that I don't want to do. Ah, interesting. And I've got resistance Give me to 10 that. grand. Has that ever come up? <laughs> no, actually, no, it hasn't, because I really want to do that. Because you're oh, bollocks. <laughs> Absolute bollocks. But usually it's something that I've either been putting off or I really mm. have resistance to doing. And then I know I've got more faith and more trust that it's from that place. I think, for me, it feels different. It fe- It's more like a gut feeling and a knowing I mean, the way that I... Re- and everyone receives information differently, that's important to say. So some people... if you, Some people talk about the clairs, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience. Actually, I don't talk about the clairs. I just talk about, do you feel the it? Debris. Do you see it? Do you? <laughs> Kate Nemeth. But you're going to get information differently. Different people process information differently. And you will get information differently. How do some- you get it? Um, I'm a feeler. I get a sense of something. Um, I'm very kinesthetic. Now, no, should I do this? Should I do that? We'll say, well, meditate on it. Mm-hmm. Or even sleep on it. Is a great yeah. one. Get really still. Get really quiet. Um, go through a process of relaxing. Get into your heart. And then just open yourself up to what the answer might be. And that can open that channel to higher consciousness, to whatever. Now... You can as well, when you get good at this, you can, when you can slow down your conscious mind and quieten it and open it up, you know, you can ask for different um, beings or different energy to come in. So you might want to connect with your guides. You might want to connect with um, a particular angel or archangel. You might want to just connect with, I don't know, whatever it is you want to connect with. So... Yeah, I don't do a lot of channeling, but I think when I do, I suppose when I have channeled, I would also say when I read 12 lessons and 12 lessons later, there's a lot of that I don't remember writing. So, and when I was writing it, I wrote them both really, really quickly. And I was definitely in some kind of flow state then because it just all came through. 
Um, and it was really strange when I wrote those books because I would go to bed at night and I would say, I want to dream about the next chapter. Mm-hmm. And then when I woke up the next day, I knew what to write. And it was really quite strange, really. So I'm supposing that I received that from a higher place, from a higher consciousness. I don't really know, from my higher self. Um, but I can now sort of get into a really quiet meditative state shut my eyes take a couple of deep breaths tune into somebody and I can just get information about them which may or may not feel spooky to people I don't know but it's just something that I can do I suppose it's channeling so really I think what you're saying is channeling is kind of almost like an umbrella term for a lot of different things so it's intuition it's sort of reading and interpreting energy for other people um, it's receiving information rec- isn't it from a different place and you be in the channel you're like the radio that's tuned into that frequency that brings that through but the other thing that's really important to note is everything that comes through is filtered through a human mind and a human consciousness so it's going to have bias it's going to have opinion it's going to have different filters in there so even brilliant channelers like esther hicks you would presume that because it's coming through a human mind and she's really funny when she channels i love her stuff but there's going to be references in there from her her real human life because it has to come through your brain to be processed so I think, is it ever pure? I don't really know. I would guess it's hard to get it really, really clear and pure. And I think this comes back to, again, always, always take what you need. Whether you had a reading from someone like me or somebody different, it just take what resonates with you. It, that's exactly right. You don't need to take it all as read and all as truth. In the moment, it's that person's truth but they're coming from a human perspective do as well. Do you think... So the person is the channel? Yes. Yeah. Do you think, or have you happened upon somebody who thought they were a channel who weren't? Is there a bit of a danger of fakery within this or taking advantage of people, people maybe being vulnerable because they want information and people maybe getting it... I don't know. Have you come yeah, across definitely, that? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, you have as well. Um <laughs> Yeah, that has happened and I think it's really, really important for you to always, always stay in your power and I've got a blog about this if you go to the blog and it's about um, not giving your power away to other people. It's really important that you tune into your gut and that you only take what you need in a given moment and it doesn't matter if there's someone sitting in front of you and 90% of what they've said resonates with you and 10% doesn't you can take it or leave it it's totally up to you and yes i have met people who do that and it's we're not talking great. about something very historical sort of years and years ago but when you when you say take what you need you, you use that expression a lot what if people are in uh, such a, a trauma or a lost place that they don't know what they need but they're looking for some help and looking for some hope and they go to i guess any person but they don't know what they need and it's i guess you're just trusting on faith then that people will look after you out there yeah it's really really hard and this this is part of what happened when ebay shut down that category of the metaphysical category when i used to have my ebay shop uh, years and years ago when i did readings and energy work and stuff on ebay 
and they found that there were a lot of people taking advantage of other people and they closed that category down and that was upsetting for people like me because I was genuine and I got really good feedback and I helped a lot of people but I also had a lot of people coming to me that were very very vulnerable and I I always hoped and I used the filter of I was super, super careful about what I said to people because I knew that a lot of people would take it as absolute truth. And perhaps if they were traumatised or a vulnerable person or not in a good place, they might not have the appropriate healthy filter in place of, does this feel right? Um, And also, this is just someone else's reading on me it doesn't have to be the truth and some people would live it out as if it was the truth so I had to be very very careful and very conscious about that and try and look after people Mm. as best I could and I think there are people out there who don't do that I would say as well that just because someone does embellish things or does exaggerate things or off on a tangent sometimes that's not spiteful sometimes it's because of their ego because they want validation sometimes it's because they they like to be the a person who's perceived as knowing everything and that's where that blog came from giving your power away it doesn't have to be because they're a spiteful manipulative person it can be just because in that moment there's an aspect of them called ego and we've all got it we all came here with it that's enjoying being that person who's in in mm. who's got the power really if somebody wants to find the blog um i can put it on a link underneath this podcast awesome. check that out yeah. it's interesting isn't it what you were saying there about um ego because i don't know a good few years back i was in the presence of um somebody who was a psychic um and and doing some work at something i was at and in passing, we sort of got chatting, general chit-chat, and, and they sort of decided that I wanted the answer to a question. And you want to know the answer to this question, don't you? And I said, no, thanks, I'm good. And I started walking away, and they actually went out of the way to run after me to give me the answer, which I thought mm. was a little bit odd because I really, it wasn't a question that I felt I wanted answering. Yeah. So I thought that was a bit odd because I was... So they were doing that for them, not you. Yeah, I and thought that also, was also, I think if you do, if you are a person who's, um, you know, aware of energy or intuitive or if you want to call it psychic, whatever you want to call it, if you get something for somebody, it is not your right to give it to that person. Ooh. It's not, I mean... How intrusive is that? Mm. And I always make sure I never ever read anyone unless I'm asked. And the other thing is as well, if someone will say to me, could you tune into this person? I'll say no, unless I've got their permission. The only time I'll do it is if it's a child or if they're in a, say they were really vulnerable, like say someone was really poorly and unconscious or on life support or you know, that kind of thing, and I had permission from their significant other, then I would do it very respectfully and carefully. I also won't send any kind of energy healing to anyone unless I've got permission. And what I will do if they're like a child or a vulnerable person, I send it in a Reiki chi ball and I'll ask that their higher self takes what they need Mm. rather than me imposing that on people because actually 
we've all got free will and it's none of my business and what you think someone needs might not exactly. necessarily be now what isn't they it need? interesting we started off on channeling and then we've gone round to sort of psychic clairvoyant mediumy i don't know mm-hmm. what the things are but we've moved on to that is that because they're both quite sort of closely linked do you think is it about receiving well, i guess so because where does that information come from so when i'm sitting in front of someone and turning cards and reading the cards where does that information come from now i will tell you in terms of channeling if we're going to call it that before i do a reading for someone i've got to be in a good place mm-hmm. if i'm not i can't do it so often I'll have a nap in the afternoon if I know that I've got a reading or a client to do later on in the day because I want to show up with a good vibe and I want to be able to do it. If I'm tired, if I'm stressed out, if I haven't eaten, if I'm dehydrated, any of that stuff, if there's too much stuff going on around me, I can't do it. So I suppose that's my equivalent. What I like to do is I I go in the office, shut the door, have a little sniff of my lavender, calm myself down, make sure I'm centred and grounded and get in the zone before I do it because otherwise I can't do it. So I suppose that's my equivalent of getting in a peaceful state. And then the other thing about channeling or bringing through information is it's a several step process. First of all, you've got to believe you can do it. Secondly, you've you've got to give what you get because sometimes stuff will come up for me and my human mind will go, that's ridiculous. But I've learned over the process to give what I get and say to people, look, take what you need. This is what I'm getting. If it does make sense to you, great. If it doesn't make sense to you, put it in your consideration basket and Mm. it might make sense later on. But, you know, something might not make sense to me, a white rose with petals falling off and making a number eight. For example, (laughs) I might be thinking, that's ridiculous. That's just stupid. But it could make total sense to that person either now or later. And they've asked you to tune in and give what you get. You were a conduit. I'm a conduit. So... As it happens, you when you've got time, you do do this for other people. If anyone's listening to this thinking, shit the bed, Kate sounds totally <laughs> authentic, really in her power, really, really genuine, with bucket loads of integrity, I want to work with her. If you have got space, how can people check in with you and find out? Um, go to the website and there's a, a kate-spencer.com and there's a tab that says, I think it says shop and there's readings and stuff and books on there if people want them. I don't um, do loads of them because I want to keep hold of my energy and do a good job when I do do them. So I did find when I worked on eBay, although I got good feedback for four years, I got no negative feedback, which is pretty impressive. And I was doing lots of readings. I certainly can't do as many now because I've got other commitments. So yeah. So if you feel like you want a little bit of woo from me, <laughs> then please check it out. And, and if not, then hopefully this has been really useful to you anyway. So essentially, a really quick roundup on channeling. You either get into your meditative or ritual state or you bring yourself into some place where you are ready to receive. Mm-hmm. Then you open to all possibilities, which mm-hmm. is a very 12 lessons principle. Yeah. And then you... Don't judge what you receive. You don't try and interpret it you too much. You let it come through because it's the channel. If you think of it, you know, you, if you're going to stop it, it's like building a dam, isn't it, for the water. You've got to let come through what it comes through. No, it might not make sense in the moment, but if people are doing this for themselves, they might want to write it down. 
or press record on a little phone app and just talk and see what comes through and also the more you do it the easier it gets don't judge Perfect. what you get that's exactly right i and love then, the idea of writing it down put the date on things might make you sense. might want to come back to it you might yeah. want to do say say you might want to try a channeling session of like 10 or 15 minutes and then you go away from it and then you might want to come back to it later and analyze it and have a look at what came through if it doesn't make sense to you in the moment it might make sense to you later Oh, I love that. I hope you've enjoyed this uh, special channeling edition of the podcast with essence of egg. Earth? Is it earth in French? It's certainly essence de earth. Oui. Earth sandwich. Can you, can you remember on Bridget Jones where the mother went into the department Sorry. store and she was doing the demonstration with that gadget, heavy earth. Oh, and no, it, it, was, oh, it was fantastic. Oh, Somebody's going to remember that when they hear this. I and, can't. Uh, Look at it on YouTube, yeah, guys. Have it, have it oof it was an eggshell remover um, and it was Bridget was absolutely mortified oh, classic yes. Bridget Jones so it's goodbye from Emma and it's goodbye from Kate the Trumpet oh my hang on you're being made redundant what the fuck <laughs> life